Hi guys, welcome to another video from BetfairTrainingCommunity.com. Uh, today's video is actually a member requested one, uh, a bit on the fly, so I'm just going to go basically through a few things that we uh, want to discuss about basically the thoughts on returning to football. So I'm going to go through the questions that have been asked one by one, give my answers, uh, as ever these are just my opinions uh, as a trader, obviously I don't have any great government knowledge, no one's tipped me off from the inside or anything like that, but I'll just give my opinion on things and uh, because obviously a lot of us traders are in the same boat here, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're professional or even if you've just begun trading, um, you're going to need to know what's going on and kind of give yourself um, some validity to what might happen in the future. So. Here's the first question. I'm just going to read them off the screen here. Number one, when we return from football, are we looking at some sort of pre-season? So I don't think we're going to have a pre-season if we try and finish the leagues. I think they're going to just get straight into it. The reason being that it's kind of, you have a pre-season, you're kind of exposing yourself more you expose yourself more, there's less chance the actual games get played. I think in terms of the Premier League, I think they're just really keen to get Liverpool to win the title. Why they don't just scrap it, give Liverpool the title anyway, is beyond me. If they can do it in France, where PSG were only, what, a few points ahead, when Liverpool, are, you know, there's no doubt Liverpool are going to win it. Um, I think... I don't think anyone in the world thinks Liverpool wouldn't win it if he played out the season from this position. I, I mean, a lot of the top managers like Guardiola conceded the championship. So, to be honest, it kind of winds me up this. Um, and it kind of just makes me think, well, let's just do that and, and cancel the season. There's going to be plenty of other football going on. I think that's what encourages me. So, you know, it's the start of May when I'm filming this. I think towards the end of May, we're going to start getting a lot of leagues back. I don't necessarily think you'll see them in the more established countries like, you know, obviously England. I'm not sure we'll get football until next season. But the thing is, there'll be a lot of countries where, you know, these players' salaries are life and death. It's as simple as that. And if they don't get paid, they're going to struggle. So players will be willing to take that chance. I'm not sure you'll see players on 200k a week in the Premier League wanting to come back until it's 100% safe. And, you know, they can sit in their ivory towers, can't they, basically, and dictate the terms. And there's not a lot you can do, because if they refuse to uh, play, then there's really not a lot you can do. So I don't think there will be a pre-season, is my answer. Second question. Do we treat, this is really key for traders, do we treat the return as a new season? Now... This one is more difficult to answer in terms of we've never really had anything like this before. I think when players come back, they're not going to be match fit. So you're going into effectively, yes, you are kind of going into a new season in terms of you're probably going to get a similar style of football that you get at the start of the season. Everyone's a bit rusty, maybe a few mistakes, not quite as free-flowing, good football to watch. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like that. Now, in terms of trading, what do we do in this situation? What do we do? Because 
we've got to be careful we've got to protect our investments any any money we put into the market obviously has to be put in because of value because it's a good position because it's the right thing to do how are we going to know that now with less information and the fact that there has been this big break i do think i almost think i would say if you've got a couple of games left in the season i really would be careful trading i'm not saying there won't be opportunities to trade those games I'm just saying I'm probably not going to be as willing to get involved as I would be if the season had continued on and there wasn't this big break. Uh, because obviously we're going to talk actually a bit about the neutral grounds thing in a minute. But obviously we've not playing that long. Yes, you can you can still get fit by running, cycling. But let's face it, not everyone's going to do that. Quite a lot of footballers aren't going to have kept up with it properly. A lot of people are going to be eating more, drinking more. So we have to we have to accept it is going to have an effect. Now, like I say, there could still be opportunities, but maybe the clearer opportunities will be in play rather than pre-match, where you might want to see the players running around first to see, okay, this team looks good or this team doesn't or there's goals in this or there isn't goals in this. So... I guess more than ever, watching will be important. Watching the matches that you trade as much as possible. Now, luckily, we're coming to the time of year where the Scandinavian leagues and the Asian leagues start to really kick on. I think they will. a lot of those will start up soon, uh, especially in Asia. I just think they're going to be desperate to get the leagues going. And when they do, we can just treat that as normal. So we give them two or three games to warm up, then we can start to trade them and look into the opportunities. Now, that'll be great. We can use the stats software for that. It'll be absolutely brilliant. I really think these are going to start coming back in June. And uh, hopefully hopefully they do. Because, I mean, fortunately, well, I say fortunately, not for the people perhaps that live there, but fortunately for us as traders, a lot of these countries don't care as much as we do about this virus. They kind of just want to see the back of it. That's it. And they're not going to protect their people as much as we will. So, I mean, we've seen it, haven't we? in Belarus are still going on so I think that will be evident in other countries as well uh, that perhaps don't care quite as much about their uh, people as uh, as we do third question quite an interesting one I hadn't even thought of this one myself will there be a higher rate of injuries and brackets faked injuries as well so I'll go on the first bit here and we'll just talk about normal injuries yes there will be I think there will be because people are going to be unfit um, you get injuries in football all the time so as much as there might be an increase it wouldn't put me off trading I think you've just got to kind of it's it's one of those with injuries isn't it it's kind of one of those things where it can happen at any point in a game you know you could you could back Barcelona and, and Messi could get injured in the first minute of the match now that's going to effectively alter your trade big time Um we can use that and if these things do happen we can use that to our advantage so um, in terms of if if a team gets a couple of injuries we think are paramount and going to really affect that team's performance we could lay them now if we think that team and we back them already say and they then get the injuries well maybe we take the loss we get out at that time or you know it might not even be a loss if, if the trade's been going your way to that point so I wouldn't worry too much about injuries faked injuries I don't think we're going to get faked injuries I think what we're going to get is people just refusing to play uh, I mean 
you're always going to have the issue of with some players are they actually injured that's always been an issue that always will be an issue because you never really know that there's not there's not a lot you can do in certain circumstances where someone says look I'm really ill I mean someone could just ring up with the flu and what are you going to do because you can't say yeah we'll come down and play anyway you're going to say no stay at home at all costs so I won't worry too much about injuries myself next one more red cards again this is an interesting one I hadn't really thought about now will there be more red cards I don't know why there would be maybe I'm missing something in that respect but other than the fact that they haven't played for a while I guess maybe because they don't want to be on the pitch could be a reason why there's more red cards however again it's not something I'd greatly worry about I think with a lot of these your worries will be eased after one or two matches the key will be to watch the team play for one or two matches and only really get in a trade if you really see something strong in play if not it probably is best to wait and observe you know because there's value in observing don't feel like just because you watch a match and don't trade it you haven't gained anything if you watch it you can see what the condition of players is you can see what's going on you can see the effect that all this has had on the players and whether it is still worth trading so you can gain a lot from just watching and not placing a trade you know because down the line you can make financial gains out of that knowledge so don't feel like it's a waste of time um, and don't feel like you have to get in straight away on the first match instantly because oh football's back and I've been you know I'm so eager to trade because we're all eager to trade we all want to trade but we never force trades I mean it's kind of a mantra of BTC you don't force it you protect your money uh, to the nth degree uh, and you only get in at value positions and if, if you don't if you're not 100% sure it's value um, then you shouldn't be jumping in now the next one and I think this is an interesting one that's why I've kind of I'll deal with this separately what are the pros and what are the cons of neutral grounds good question this now the pro is if you're playing away you're not having to go to a fortress like say you're playing away in the Premier League and you're not having to go to Burnley that's a massive advantage playing Burnley on a neutral ground because we know that their home stadium is hard to play in big teams like Man United often fold to there so it's going to be an advantage to play if you're the away team now there's a degree of well it'll be the same for everyone everyone's playing on the neutral but there is a point that some teams have got more home games and away games left in the season um, and so it is a disadvantage to those teams however the question here isn't about that it's about what are the pros so for me that's the main pro if you're an away team it's great okay now if you're a home team it's a massive massive disadvantage if you're in the running say you're in the relegation fight and you see a few games at home where you think do you know what at home we're strong looking for looking to stay up they're winnable games suddenly you put those on a neutral site they're not looking so winnable so although there is an element and there's always going to be an element with this because it's a neutral site the argument will always be that oh well it's the same for each team it is but also this isn't what's happened all season so I don't like it I don't like it I'd mu <laughs> with the Premier League honestly I just think 
call it a day give Liverpool the title um, they'll have to make a decision on relegation now I'm a Norwich fan so it will benefit my club if we don't get relegated but if, if they decided the bottom three got relegated now you'd have to I mean as brutal as it is and as much as it would be ridiculous you'd have to accept it that's the reality and I don't think there's any joy I mean I was, talk- I was talking to Richard for the, another uh, trader about this the other day and uh, I said there's no joy in staying up because of this you know you want to stay up because you deserve to stay up so I think that's an easy way to look at it however obviously there's going to be financial things and clubs will probably sue etc etc if that happened so it's going to be really difficult there's some really difficult decisions to be made here it doesn't feel like anyone's ready to make those decisions within football I think that you're going to have to take a neutral ground kind of think of a neutral ground game as a World Cup match where countries have come in to play in a neutral country and they've played a match and then think about what are the advantages disadvantages so let's look at the World Cup in Brazil now that was six years ago now the although it was won by a European team the South American teams did really well I think maybe they had four in the uh, quarterfinals which was very high for them it might have been their first time in a long time now why is that well Brazil's a lot closer to Argentina than it is to England right now how do we look at this as okay how do we transfer that to other leagues well it will be worth looking at geography right because if let's say you know Burnley are playing Brighton right but the neutral ground is in London that's an advantage for Brighton right you look at that map you look at that distance you're probably looking at players who've spent a lot of time in London if they're from Brighton Burnley maybe not so much these people might have spent time in the northwest so there are going to be advantages depending on where this place is now you might think oh it might not matter that much does that really matter it does have a little bit of an effect as you see with World Cups the closer the place is the more comfortable you feel I think that's a, I think that's a general thing I think that's a, that's something you can apply and even in the even in a country as small as the UK and as small as England you can still apply that because these places are different in their ways so there you go there's something that you might not have thought of that's a bit outside the box thinking of why neutral ground might not be as neutral as you think now has one of the teams played in that ground a lot more than the other remember when Spurs played at Wembley at first it wasn't really an advantage Spurs hadn't got to Wembley that often however once they were in recent memory in and once they were played there a few times they got really acclimatized to it didn't they so it's really interesting that say I mean it's hard to think really but say you get a team that has come up so say uh, I'm trying to think outside Norwich I know Villa came up uh, well say Sheffield United okay because they haven't played in the Premier League for a long time now if they then had to play let's say Arsenal at Stamford Bridge right now the distance is going to make a difference there but also this 
Arsenal have played at Stamford Bridge many, many more times than Sheffield United in recent memory. There's going to be a lot of things like that where you go, hang on, this team's played here quite a lot. They know the ground quite well. You know, I'm willing to bet that you know Arsenal as a club, as a whole, knows Stamford Bridge a lot better than Sheffield United do. So it's things like that. There are these little things that might be worth thinking about. Again, if the market doesn't take these things into consideration, it could be an opportunity for us. So there's one to think about. Think about this stuff as much as you can when it does start out. You know, when you get into a trade, always think, is this value? Is there a reason for this? Is the price wrong? Have they taken enough into account here? It will be interesting. You know, we're on, as everyone keeps saying, you know, we're in different times. These are new times for us all. And that is the same in trading. It's going to be the same at the, when this restarts, if it restarts. But it's quite interesting to think about. Now, the final question here is a legal question. I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not a solicitor, as you've probably guessed. Uh, can they legally force you to play? Well, I don't think legally they could force anyone to play. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're people. We have, we have rights. <laughs> so, now they might be able to fine you for not playing. They're not going to terminate contracts because the reality is they'd have to pay out a lot of money. Contracts in football are a lot more watertight at a higher level than, say, a contract that you might have at work most of the time in most jobs. Um, plus, the players have a value have a financial value to them so you're not going to cut bait with someone even if you think you could get one or two million for them on the open market so I think players will some players will refuse I mean it's funny because I was listening to TalkSport and all they're talking about is oh yeah you know think about players with young families uh, you know with young children I'm thinking let's be real here yeah they might be worried, but there's no real reason to be more worried if you've got a young family and if you've got an old family. In fact, the statistics suggest it's the old family you need to worry about. So, you know, and most of those players are still going to have parents. A lot of those players are in their 20s. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30s and I've still got both my parents. So it's not, it's not as if they've not got people they're going to be worrying about that they're going to potentially be seeing or whatever when the lockdown does stop. So... This is where it gets difficult, especially in a country like the UK, like England, where we do have a lot of rights. That, and, and remember, the, the, the media kind of, kind of runs the government in a lot of ways in terms of their, what they do. If you notice, when stuff comes out in the media, the government tends to react. The government, I think the government really fears the media in this country. And so, because remember, at the start of this, the government had a very clear plan. We're going to let people keep doing their thing, but you've got to try and keep apart, social distance, and we'll let quite a few people get it, and then we're going to create herd immunity. Well, they barely started that by the time that, obviously, the media went, this is crazy, all this is happening. The governments get scared because they worry about votes, don't they? They worry about votes, they worry about popularity, so it's very important to be popular. So they go with the popular hand and they see the media as that. So in this sense, can you imagine if the media has an outbreak of it's disgraceful these footballers are playing and you know we're still in lockdown and all this other stuff. I can't see any way the government won't react. 
because we've seen the government react to these things. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if these people even think for themselves. I think they just go and look at what's happening in the media and go, okay, that's what we should do. That's how we should react. So we've seen the evidence of that from the start of this. So it's going to be really interesting in, in terms of will the players be leading. Of course they won't. I don't think they'll be forced to play in any way. I think a lot of players will refuse to play. I don't like the argument. One thing I really don't like is the argument that people say, oh, well, it's the Premier League, they've all got squads, blah, blah, blah. Well, they haven't, have they? Because it's a massive disadvantage if Norwich don't have a few of their players compared to, say, Man City or Man United or Liverpool or Chelsea. You know, it's it's not as simple as that. People get funny about Norwich putting their staff on furlough. Well, the money Norwich... money Norwich don't have any money. You know, it's a very well-run club and they literally survive on being a very well-run club. The moment you've got suddenly no money coming in from anywhere, it's a massive problem. All clubs in the Premier League pay a lot of money in wages, regardless of how big the club they are. It might not be as big a problem for teams with really, really wealthy owners. But it, 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 kind of, it kind of grates on me sometimes that people just take the Premier League as everyone in the Premier League is the same. Because that's just not true, is it? That's just simply not true. The clubs nearer the bottom, you know, in general, are not anywhere near as wealthy as the clubs at the top. You know, you, you look at the revenue of a club like Norwich and then look at the revenue of a club like Man United. Even the advantage they have in ticket sales each year. You know, you're talking about, I think, close to 100 million. That's a massive difference. You know, you, this is why there isn't a lot of fairness and equality in, in football, because even though the TV money split that way, if you're in a Champions League, you can earn 30 to 40 million more. And if you're a big club, you can earn up to 100 million more in gate receipts. So that's straight off the bat. Before you even look into sponsorship deals, that's 140 million straight off the bat. So it's quite interesting. I think that, um, I think that basically... Football's in a mess in this country at the minute, and I think the best thing they could say is let's just let's just call it a day for the season. I really do, but I, they don't seem like they're going to do that. No one seems like they're going to make any decision. I don't know if we're just going to wait and wait, and you know we'll set back things as they go. But yeah, just to find the answer to that in terms of legality, now I can't see any way you can force a player to play because imagine the ramifications if they got the illness. And someone in their family died or even they died it would be catastrophic um, and again this is the problem with them restarting as, as soon as one player gets it what are you going to do because I think here we're because we're our morals are, are very high in that way I think we're going to say let's stop it other countries might not do that so that that's kind of the plus of this that we might still get some countries do it and there might be countries where footballers are forced to play I think here is different so Hopefully that's answered those questions. Um, thanks, Craig, for the questions. And, uh, yeah, basically I'll be back again soon with the next video.